Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're gonna dig this. Monday evening that can mean one thing only. Actually, it can mean two things. Number one is Mono on Mono Live with Kenny T. The second thing is, as always, it is HCP is War. It is HCP is War. Make sure you're tuned in for the next few hours. First here, Mono on Mono Live with Kenny T on my throat, A or A. Boxing, followed by G Funky Boxing and ATP Uncensored. Kenny, what is good, bro? Chilling, brother. You already know, man. Living good in New York. Can't complain. Rainy weather, but it is what it is. It's starting to get cold out here. But boxing is about to be intense. It's raining like cats and dogs. And uh, matter of fact, I think it's raining... The way it's going to be raining punches on Saturday night because the one and only Gypsy King, Tyson Fury himself, is going to be taking on the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. Uh, Kenny, I got to get your thoughts because we've been through this a couple times with these two fighters. Uh, first time, you know, you were accused by the uh, thousands and thousands of uh, people in a certain Gmail uh, account at a certain show of being a quote-unquote Wilder fanboy. That was never the truth, but uh, you gave an honest opinion about your thoughts on that fight. You gave your honest opinions of your thoughts on the second fight. Uh, I don't remember if you're 1-1 in one or 0-2. In I don't remember. You can remind us. I know I'm – what am I? I'm probably – I'm 1-1 one and one because I, I picked – Fury both times. But, Kenny, what are your thoughts going into this weekend's fight? I want you to break things down for me as you see them uh, in terms of Wilder versus Fury. Kenny, why don't you get us started with your thoughts on Saturday night's fights? And while you do that, I'm going to bring up the comments in the chat. Let's go. Kenny, what are your thoughts about Saturday's fight? Let's do it. Saturday is going to be insane, man. It's going to be intense. It's going to be one of those fights of the year. I, I, uh, it's it's going to end early. Yes, it's definitely going to end early. Uh, man, I don't even know what to expect. I, uh, we haven't seen anything from Tyson Fury. He had gotten COVID, right? Uh, we don't know how people come back from COVID, but we know he is a savage. So I'm assuming, you know, he did his training camp thing, although he didn't really put no videos out there. And I'm assuming he's going to come out there strong similar to the Tyson Fury that we saw last fight coming out aggressive moving forward. Deontay Wilder, we've seen a lot from him. It seems like he's trying to change up his style. I mean, I think the videos are exciting. Uh, the, the training videos, not the not the talking videos, the training videos. Uh, and, you know, I think it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. I, I love to see people uh, try to change things and not keep it the same, uh, not keep it the same style, add on to their arsenal. We'll see how that goes for him. Uh, I'm not going to choose who I think is going to win because we all know who everybody thinks is going to win. And I'm just going to stay out of this one just like I did stay out of last. I stayed out of the last fight. Uh, you asked me what my record was. I'm 0-1 because I only made a judge on the first fight. And I, obviously I took an L on that one because uh, it was a draw. You know, nobody picked the draw. Uh, but, yeah, man, this fight is going to end by knockout for sure. For sure. Um I can't wait to see it. I just can't wait to see it. Well, I'm with you on on the fight ending and the knockout for sure. Uh, I guarantee that. Um, you know, I don't know how excited I was about all of Deontay Wilder's training footage. I wasn't that excited when it came to the bench press uh, max. I think it was oh. a 315 bench press the first time. Uh, Seemed like a lot of that video footage was seemed to be focused on the chicken legs. At least that's what I noticed from it. Um, and then the kind of, uh, 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 
uh, on the 315. Um, I think it was up later on to like 320, maybe 325, maybe 330. But uh, one wreck max. Um, in terms of the other stuff, I mean, what can I say? You know, he's looking relatively sharp on the uh, the hand pads and the ones and twos, so to speak. Uh, but uh, I haven't really seen the kind of footage that would lead me to think that the adjustments that are going to be necessary for him to win this fight have necessarily taken place. But before we get to that, I want to shout out the people in the chat. We got Mello. He was first. We got the Dawn. He was second. We got Kenny T up in here, my co-host, my partner over here. Nando Jamas, he was up in here real quick. I'm going to get to his super chat real quick. Team Batman Boxing, uh, uh, what is it? Cannabis Foreman, uh, G Funky's with us. Haplotype is with us, my brother Haplotype. We agree on uh, heavyweights being in the pound for pound. We agree on Joe Calzaghe being a much better fighter than Carl Frost. We don't necessarily agree on... Um, you know, the, the efficacy, so to speak, of pound for pound, but that's okay. I didn't really get to do my video uh, that I wanted to, but we'll get to that at a certain point. Uh, Joe Lopez is up in here with us. HLD is up in here with us. Chauncey Pearls is up in here with us. Boxing, four pound or four P Jack is up here with us. Chauncey Pearls said he'll 510. And here we go. Let's go to the super chat real quick to start us off. Nando, he knows what time it is. Let me ding the bell another time for Nando. He says the king stays the king. R.I.P. Omar. There you go. So, look, here are my thoughts on this fight as I break it down for everybody. Maestro style. Okay? Uh, Look, man, the first fight, it became clear that Deontay Wilder has a powerful punch. He put Fury down twice. Fury got up twice. The first time I felt was behind the head. I'm going to keep it real. The second fight was super clean. Uh, He got up, okay? He uh, beat the count. Uh, Certain people maybe think that he didn't. We'll get into that later because we got a fact or fiction uh, theme tonight, okay? He got up, and then he proceeded to put Deontay Wilder on the back foot. Because at that point, that's really the only shot Fury had of finishing that round. Uh, he's the type of guy who wants to prove himself. He's a combat guy, obviously. He's very competitive. Uh, he took it to Wilder. He put him on the back foot. And he actually hurt Wilder a couple times before the end of that 12th round. And he went, you know, something happened in his head. Sounded a little like this. Right? He realized, ding, 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 the way I need to beat Wilder is to put him backwards. He told everybody before the rematch, I'm going to put him on the back foot. I'm going to walk him down, and I'm going to knock him out. Uh, And that's exactly what he did. I felt that he won every minute of every round of the second fight and ended up stopping Deontay Wilder. Uh, Wilder, uh, in the training footage, I don't really see him fighting on the inside. I see him hitting a lot of mitts, okay? I don't really see him uh, throwing off of the back foot, throwing in retreat, Um, now I don't know what your thoughts are on training footage and releasing it, Kenny. Uh, but before I get to that, uh, let's get to Joe Lopez's super chat. He says, honey, I shrunk the kids is the best ever of movies. I love that movie when I was a kid. Um, and I'll tell you what he's alluding to. I I said earlier on last week, I said it on G Funky's channel, HCP uncensored was the show right after this show by the way so stay tuned for that i said that i don't really like pound for pound because i don't believe in honey i shrunk the kids i don't believe in ant-man i don't believe in uh blowing people up and pretending that they could fight heavyweights or shrinking people down and pretending they would be able to fight at at uh phantom weight or at fly weight or at minimum weight and you know riddle me this my ass wrong uh, if I took Deontay Wilder and I whittled him down to 122 pounds, I think L- Louis Neri would beat him. I don't believe in that kind of logic, guys. That's what I call honey, I shrunk the kids. But, uh, Kenny, let's get back to you real quick and tell me about the training footage. How, how, you know, much do you think that should guide people's view of how this fight is going to go? Well... <clears throat> 
training pads is not somebody hitting you back. And training pads is not somebody who is, uh, what is that, 6'9", 270 plus pounds, you know, uh, with that type of power, you know. So there's nothing that could prepare a man for that type of fight. You know, like especially with a man who has that type of skill, that type of speed, that type of footwork, that type of of knowledge and skill. You know, uh, there's nothing that could really prepare a man for that type of fight. Uh, but it, I just, I just like to see that he's doing something different. He's not just thinking I'm going to come in here with this one right hand and I'm going to land this right hand and win the fight. You know, uh, it gives people something to look forward to. Right? It sells the fight. Um, I think all the shit talking sells a fight. Everything that's been happening sells a fight. Even Tyson Fury not releasing any any uh, 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 um, footage of himself training. I think that sells a fight, you know, because he's just been quiet and, and, and saying, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. You know, and I fucking love it. The, all the shit talking is amazing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to prefer, prepare for that type of fight. It's hard to prepare for a man like Tyson Fury. Uh, he's been hitting a whole lot of training pads. They, I, they haven't really released any footage of him sparring anybody or anybody remotely the size of, of Tyson Fury if they could find a man that could imitate that size and boxing style. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I like to see that he's thinking of trying to employ a new game plan than just going in there with the same plan that he's had for his entire boxing career, depend on the one right hand and try something different, you know. Uh, but Tyson Fury is going to come in there like a bulldozer. Yeah, I think he is. And uh, I want to give a big shout out to Gil. Uh, Gil's holding it down for Maestro Boxing this week and, uh, and probably a couple other weeks because uh, Gil's uh, the owner of a fantastic Airbnb. You know, I'm out of the home unit, the uh, local place where I usually do my show, and Gil's holding it down with his Airbnb, and I'm definitely going to be plugging the shit out of his Airbnb moving forward for anybody that wants a nice place to stay in New York City. Uh, Gil's the man. I also run an an Airbnb as well, so I'll be definitely promoting him later on in the weeks to come. But, yeah, Kenny, I look, I don't really think that people should necessarily be releasing training footage um, because, look, if you're going to release footage – and it's actually of what you're doing. Uh, you're giving a guy an opportunity to kind of get what your game plan is. Um, and uh, I don't really understand the purpose of the one rep maxes, you know, those kind of compound exercises. I don't really think that's functional strength. Um, I don't think that that really works very well for boxing. I remember when I was in high school, I used to be a big 49ers fan, middle school too. Uh, Steve Young, you know, Jerry Rice, uh, later on, Terrell Owens. Remember J.J. uh, J.J. can't remember his last name right now, but he was another wide receiver back then for them. And, um, yeah, there was a strength and conditioning coach from the 49ers that said something that clicked into my middle school brain that I'm never going to forget. He said, you've got the go muscles and you've got the show muscles. And uh, he was pretty much saying, like, the bicep curls, right? Those are show muscles. Don't really – not much functional strength with that. And he was really telling people what exercises to do to build functional strength. Strengths that kind of strength that kind of supports the movements you do in actual uh, the sport that you're doing. Uh, and bench press ain't really uh, related, to be honest, uh, with boxing. Not that much anyways. You see a lot of other guys, Joshua, they're lifting weights. Uh, but the weights that they're lifting are usually more functional uh, than, than, than what we've seen uh wilder doing i think wilder's focused on getting big getting bulky getting strong jj stokes thank you so much king ko appreciate that it's monday night out here been a long day for for maestro teaching these kids you know sapping my energy and all that kenny remembers what that was all about about from his time in the school system but yes jj stokes was the guy so yeah you got your show muscles and your go muscles let's see who's training what we'll find out on 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 friday on saturday but what i want to get into and I want uh, you guys in the chat to let me know, is it fact or is it fiction? Okay. There have been a list of excuses that Deontay Wilder has given out. Kenny, I'm going to go for, to you for each one of them. You tell me, was this I'm fact ready. 
or was it fiction? Excuse number one. <laughs> Spiked water. Okay, so Deontay's quoted as saying, about 15 minutes before going out of the fight, warming up on the mitts, it was perfect. I felt great. Until I went into the ring, uh, that transformation, I was drinking certain water and stuff, trying to keep myself hydrated. I just started feeling weird. My water was spiked as if it took a muscle relaxer or something like that. After a fight, uh, after a fight is over, with and I don't go in your favor. You're always looking for what happened, certain things, the atmosphere just didn't seem right. It felt like something was about to go down and not in my favor. Uh, he then went on after his fight to blame Mark Breland specifically for the water being spiked. So that's the allegation number one. I think that's the biggest of all of them. Deontay Wilder's trainer, Mark Breland, spiked his water. Fact. Or fiction, Kenny? Fiction. There's no way a man's going to risk his training career to spike another man's water. That's his fighter. He wants to see his fighter do good. You don't want to see a fighter do bad. That just doesn't make any type of sense whatsoever. Second, Deontay Wilder got the shits beat out of him. I'm 100% sure he went to the hospital afterwards. If there was something in his blood, they would have told them at the hospital and there would have been proof of it. And we would have been talking about if it, there was a question about it, we would know there would be factual paper proof that there'd be something in his blood. Fiction, 100%. Uh, Kenny, I agree with you. This is nothing but straight bullshit fiction. Um, you know, uh, it really turned me off, Deontay Wilder. You know, it's one thing to say that your training camp wasn't right or to do what AJ did and say that his eye was all messed up, although it didn't quite look like his eye was that really that messed up. But, you know, it's one thing to do that. It's another thing to claim that your water was spiked. And um, not just that your water was spiked, but that your own trainer did it. The same trainer that taught you how to throw a left jab and a straight right. So I got to go with you on that one. Uh, I'm calling fiction on the major, major excuse that was given, his water being spiked. Number two, Kenny, um, his trainer. All right, so expanding on his tainted water theory, Wilder hinted that his now former trainer, Mark Breland, was the man behind it. He also suggested that Breland, uh, who was the one to throw in the towel during the seventh round, had been plotting with Fury's team. As Wilder put it, when he did that, Throwing the towel, that is. He already had orders not to do that. He even had somebody on Fury's side to tell him, throw in the towel, they got a rematch. Because I believe he was part of it. He was part of it. And even more so, I think he's got something to do with my water as well. He was the only man handling my water. He was the only one. I have strong sources. So I'm kind of mixing up stuff there. But what I'll go back to you for is fact or fiction. Uh, Breland threw in the towel because he was colluding with Team Fury and someone from Team Fury got him to throw in the towel. Excuse number two, Kenny. Fact or fiction? Fiction. There is no way that 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 conversation is going to happen across the ring there's no way that uh these two opposing sides in the fight are going to be able to meet in the stadium on fight night in a private setting this is there's there's no possible way that no one else has any accord of this conversation or anything happening besides uh Deontay Wilder um the man just cared about his fighter you know what I'm saying the, the man was bleeding from his ear he was bleeding from his mouth. His eye was lumped up. You know, he had gotten knocked down multiple times. He was barely standing. The man cared for his fighter. He threw in the towel as he should have. You lose one fight, you fight another day. He's just ashamed that he lost the fight, which it is what it is. Everybody loses a fight. You know what I'm saying? You were standing. You got you got knocked the fuck out, but you were standing. Well, that gives me that that takes me to, to question another question. We might as well go to it now. Fact or fiction? I was actually debating this, uh, Joe Habib, what as well with a caller on my, on not on Mano Mano last week it was on a roundtable uncensored, a roundtable forty 
was it 48 uncensored? He was saying that Fury didn't knock out Deontay Wilder. Fury knocked out Deontay Wilder, Kenny. Fact or fiction? You asked me if Fury knocked out Deontay Wilder? Yeah, I mean, there's people out there that don't believe that Fury knocked out uh, uh, Deontay Wilder. Fact or fiction? I had to verify that that was you was asking. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't blame you for verifying it, by the way. 100% knocked the man out. It's a fact that he knocked the man out. If Breeden didn't throw in that towel, he was one or two more punches away from being face down on the canvas. I got to agree with you. And yeah, D-Style, you're right. It was overtime. It wasn't mano a mano. I did correct myself in real time. And look, that's going to take me to another one. We've already answered it. Uh, did Mark Breeland actually save Deontay Wilder for another day? Fact or fiction? I think that that's fact. Sounds like you think that's fact, right, Kenny? A hundred percent. The man, what is it? He uh, uh, he has a hole what is on side of his face from 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 the egg weights. Yeah, well, we'll be getting we'll be getting to the, we'll be getting to that to that particular fact or fiction in a moment. Number, uh, let's go. We're at number five right now, I believe. His outfit, an issue with his ring walk costume, was one of the earliest reasons Wilder gave in the wake of losing almost immediately afterwards he said the weight of his outfit had caused him big problems that night he didn't hurt me at all but the simple fact is that my uniform was way too heavy for me he told Yahoo Sports I didn't have no legs from the beginning of the fight in the third round my legs were just shot all the way through a lot of people were telling me it looked like something was wrong with you, something was. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I can't. I can't read this with a straight face. Uh, something was, but when you're in the ring, you have to bluff a lot of things. I tried my best to do so. I knew I didn't have the legs because my because of my uniform. I was only able to put it on for the first time the night before. I didn't think it was going to be that heavy. Fact or fiction? Was his ring outfit and the weight of it uh, the reason why he lost against Tyson Fury? That's another fiction. Uh, you can't blame a ring walk costume uh, for the reason to, as to why he lost the fight. You know, I, I can't say whether it's a fact or fiction that it was heavy. I can't say whether it was a fact or fiction that he had no legs or not. He could have had well, no legs reported, or something else that he was doing. It was reportedly forty pounds, Kenny. Gotcha. I mean, I've seen you. I've seen you lugging around forty pound backpacks a lot. I mean, uh, in the time I've known you, had ever taken your legs away? You know, have you ever met up with, with a lady afterwards and been like, you know what, the legs aren't really there tonight? I was carrying around a forty pound bag today. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it until next time, baby cakes. <laughs> nah, man, nah, man. But you know, then again, I don't got chicken legs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll be hitting these legs in the gym. I don't only do one rep of bench press. There you go. All right, I agree with you. Uh, bullshit as usual. Let's go to number six. Fury's gloves. After a few videos, did the rounds on social media that seemed to show Fury's gloves in a somewhat unnatural position, the Alabama fighter jumped straight on the conspiracy. The claim was that his opponent had put something inside his gloves, which in turn had been responsible for drawing blood from Wilder's ear. Fact or fiction? Kenny. That's another fiction right there, man. It's a... Uh... It's very factual that the gloves are checked before the fight. You know, uh, people watch as the hand wraps are put on to these fighters, especially during these big bouts. The gloves for both sides are checked before the fight. The gloves are chosen together, the same uh, weight gloves, you know. So all these verifications that they have prevent there from being such a cheat, you know. Um I the 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 videos and the pictures, the gloves do look crazy. But guess what? 
the man can just bend his wrist and he punches in a weird way. It is what it is. You're like, I agree. Uh, shout out to G Funky. Shout out to D Style. They had Ernesto Gabion from Everlast on one of their shows, HCP Uncensored. And he explained pretty much. And by the way, Everlast sponsors Deontay Wilder uh, that there was nothing wrong with the gloves, the glove process. Checking of the gloves has been a long established practice. Everybody knows how it works, just like you outlined, Kenny. I'm calling fiction on that. Uh, we're at number seven, believe it or not. Um, the number seven is that Ricky Haddon manipulated um, uh, the outcome of this fight, specifically the gloves. Uh, you know, he he blamed Haddon for this. Uh, apparently, Ricky Gladden, I'll, I'll, I'll say the direct quote here. In the first fight, when Ricky Haddon was pulling down your gloves to put your fist in an improper position, you all tried the same method the second fight. But this time, you scratched flesh out of my ear, which caused them to bleed. I highly believe you put something hard in your glove. So essentially that Ricky hadn't put something in his glove. Specifically, uh, here's what he says. I highly believe you put something hard in your glove, something the shape and size of an egg. Uh, The reason why my side of my head swelled up in the shape of an egg and left a dent in my head. Um, fact or fiction, specifically Ricky Haddon manipulated gloves. I think we're both on fiction uh, for that one, Kenny, especially considering your last answer. Correct? All right. Very correct. Uh, we're up to number eight. Believe it or not, guys, uh, we're only at number eight here. Um, we're already at eight excuses. The next one was that treacherous black man. Uh, also referred to as a crab in the bucket. I'm calling about Kenny Bayless here, the referee in the first fight, the same referee that missed multiple knockdowns uh, of Wilder by Fury, in my estimation, the same referee that didn't allow the two of them to engage very much in inside fighting. Uh, According to Deontay Wilder, Kenny Bayless is one of the reasons he lost the second fight. Uh, I'm going to get into his quote right now. Bayless had come into my dressing room, looked me in the eyes, and said, if I hit Fury in the back of the head, a rabbit punch, or hit him off the break, he would disqualify me or deduct two points from me. I guess those rules just applied to me because they didn't apply to my opponent. He hit me in the back of my neck and head all night, and Bayless didn't do anything about it uh, to the point I got lumps and bruises. That was a thing that was very frustrating to me. Fact or fiction, Kenny? Kenny Bayless messed up Deontay Wilder and uh, is one of the reasons he lost the fight. Now listen, man. My brother, my, my Kenny brother, you know, the other na- man named Kenny, you know what I'm saying? He would not mess somebody up that way, right? Yep. So I, nah, I'm, I'm not, seriously, on a serious note, uh, this is definitely a, a fiction, right? Uh, Kenny Bayless has definitely messed up a lot of fighters uh, uh, in their careers and, you know, done a lot of questionable shit during his refereeing career. Uh, but I'm not sure that I saw anything crazy uh, during that last fight. If Deontay Wilder felt some type of way, then he should have just thrown a couple shots that he felt that he was getting hit with right back at the other guy and see if Kenny Bayless would have said or done something about it, right? Because uh, if it, like saying something in the locker room versus uh, calling something in a fight, those are two different things, right? You could say everything you want, calling it or actually seeing it, catching it from the right angle and being able to call it are two different things. I'm not going to blame this one on Kenny Bayless. This go, this is another one that goes on the excuse bucket. You know, just just drop it in there. Throw it, throw I agree. It I agree. I don't think that Kenny Bayless did anything uh, that really hurt Deontay Wilder. In fact, I said it before, I think that he missed multiple knockdowns. In one knockdown, Deontay Wilder, it was ruled a slip. It was clearly after a punch. Another knockdown, he went backwards into the ropes. The ropes kept him up. That should have been ruled a knockdown. I counted at least two knockdowns that should have been considered knockdowns. Kenny Bayless didn't call them. Also, anytime Fury would engage in infighting, uh, and even if a Wilder was holding him on one side and clear, clearly uh, Fury was trying to work on the other side, he would always slap his back. 
Fury's back, and I would have punched him right in the face if he kept flat, slapping me like that. Like, I really do not like referees that do not stick to the three main commands in boxing, which are box, stop, break. For some reason, Kenny Bayless think he need, thinks he needs to get handsy. All right, he's walking around there, ass cocked, 45 degrees, hands up. I've said it multiple times. He's got some kind of a hand fetish, always needed to touch boxers. Uh, I don't like the way he referees fights at all. But in this case, I don't blame him for the result uh, of the of the last fight because, uh, if anything, I think he could have stopped the fight earlier. And then there wouldn't be the Mark Breland controversy. And the other I was thing, about to say, Kenny Bayless kind of gave him a chance. He gave him a lot of chances. <laughs> I mean, he, he could have called that fight earlier. I mean, he was taking blow after blow after blow. And he was just letting the fight go on. And, you know, uh, you know, JD's was out there in the corner just sitting down. If you look at the footage, I did a video on this. I might do it again. Where I pretty much show JD's is just sitting there. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. And Mark Breeland is clearly, like, emotional in the corner, worried about Wilder's safety, and eventually gets up and throws a towel into the ring. Um, so, no, I don't buy the whole Kenny Bayless crab in the bucket, treacherous black man. Um uh, conspiracy theory, if you want to call it that. We're going to go to one more as it relates to this fight, because it was a big one. You all know that this fight was supposed to take place over the summer in July um, after Fury lost the arbitration battle to Deontay Wilder. Obviously, the fight with AJ fell through. This fight was supposed to happen over the summer. And then, bum, 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 Fury calls, uh, catches COVID. Fact or fiction, Kenny? Fury faked COVID to get out of this third fight. Fiction. There's no way to. There's there's there has to be proof for someone to say that they have COVID, right? Like you can't just go to uh, whoever set up the contract for the fight or the the legal team and say I have COVID, but I don't have no proof from the hospital that I actually have COVID. You know, you can't just, it's not a word of mouth thing. There's contracts in place. There's big money behind these things. There's potential big money loss. There's a a lot of big people behind these fights. You know, you can't just say, oh, I have COVID and it get believed. You need to have the proof. Therefore, no, I 100% believe that it was legitimate. And Tyson Fury uh, had gotten COVID as he said he did. Uh, And yeah. It, it, it is what it is. Absolutely, totally false. Uh, it's very. It's. Fiction. I mean, it's been noted that it's. That, yeah, it's definitely fiction. I mean, we all know that you can fake a COVID vaccine. Um, the whether it's the Moderna, the Pfizer, the Johnson Johnson, people are selling these phony vaccine cards. I don't quite know how you'd fake a COVID test, especially when you know a licensed medical practitioner and institution needs to sign off on it. Um, nobody's going to be putting their license or their business on the line like that for a prize fight or a prize fighter, number one. Number two, all of this stuff had to be submitted to the commission. And number three, Joe Habib texted me this morning. Apparently, it's come out that Fury just said, fuck it. I'm going to just release uh, the proof. And um, they've they've released proof that he did, in fact, test positive for COVID. So, you know, I think we've gone through all of the fact or fiction on the Fury Wilder 2 slash 3, even Fury Wilder, the first fight uh, rumors. We've gone through most of them. I haven't gone through all of them because, honestly, we don't have time. I just went through the main ones. Um, We didn't get into the white privilege. Actually, let's get into that one. That's the last one. Probably the most politically kind of electric one. Uh, The reason Wilder lost is because uh, of white privilege, right? Uh, Fury had the right complexion for the protection, is how I think he put it. Kenny, fact or fiction? We'll close out on this one. Fiction. Nothing to say. Straight fiction. I agree. <laughs> fiction as well. Uh, I mean, the 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 fight, the outcome of it had nothing to do with that. Um, you know, um, you'd have so many layers to this conspiracy to believe uh, in order for that theory to be true. I just don't buy any of them. Uh, white privilege being a factor, you know, 
uh, that's just not it. Um, and I think we can leave it on that. A salute to everybody in the chat. Too many people are mentioned right now. The phone lines are open. Nine one. Sorry, I'm about to say nine one seven. That's another area code here in New York. Seven one eight six one eight four two eight four. The number to call in is seven one eight six one eight four two eight four. I'm also going to do something that I don't always do. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to give people the opportunity to hit that link and jump on for uh, one. Uh, maximum two comments if you want to share your views on what's going on uh this is kenny t this is mano a mano live with kenny t and this is me yours truly maestro we're willing to take your calls here we're willing to have you come on uh actually first person in the party and there are no limits to this man's participation it is the one the only el capitan del hc Hey, the quarterback, D-Style Boxing. What's going on, bro? What's going on? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm, you know, just chilling like a villain. I got my comic book cap on, you know what I mean? Just wow. to wrap a little bit. What and uh, I think we're going to see a lot of this on Saturday. I so. think so. You know, it's the, it's the YouTube Boxing's Maestro and Spawn joined by the one and only D-Style Boxing don't know if he is a Marvel, if he is a DC, if he is a Dark uh, Horse, or if he is all-inclusive when it comes to the comic books. I, I, I the, There's Marvel things I like, Marvel things I don't like. There's DC things I like, DC things I don't like. Same. Same. So you want to chime in on any of the facts or fictions? Did, did you disagree with any of our takes there, D-Style? Not at all. I think it sounds like a whole lot of fiction to me and a whole lot of, uh, you know, double negatives. You know what I mean? So, like, drop the double negatives and work on the double jabs a little bit there. I think that's going to help you more in the fight. I agree 100%. I Because I got no legs. Uh, what did you say again? I forget the quote. I can bring it up. I didn't have no legs. Like, yeah, I so didn't have no legs. You had legs, right? Yeah. Had to double leg. I didn't have no legs from the beginning of the fight. In the third round, my legs were just shot all the way through. So you didn't have no legs. The opposite of no legs is legs. So you, you, I guess you did have legs. You know, well, as Kenny would put it, he's got chicken legs. I put it that way too. So maybe that's what he was referring to. Jeez, you know. Well. I think he needs to add some cycling to his training. Build build those those. I, I actually yeah. disagree with all that. I, I don't. I don't think his legs have ever been a problem in any of his fights. But you don't think D style that having a man that's six nine two seventy five leaning on you and pushing you backwards has anything to do with your leg strength? Uh, I don't think he lost the fight because of his leg strength. I think I, uh, I think it was a non factor in the first fight. It's a non like I just. That's who he is. Like he's not gonna. He can't add muscle to his leg. It's gonna slow him down. Like, like you know what I mean? So, I mean, he he he's fast. He just throws little punches. But I definitely agree that getting some muscles on his legs would definitely help him. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make him win the fight. It'll just help him be a little more mobile and be able to withstand a little more of that uh, tow truck, a little more of that uh, uh, plow coming at him. Yeah, look, and I also I also think the that he doesn't really rely on like speed of foot. You know, he's not like the fastest guy in terms of his footwork. I think that adding some leg strength uh, couldn't hurt him at all. You know, you get that that uh, squatting up. You know, get that leg press going, cycle a little bit. You know, um, but that's just that's just my opinion. You know, so something I'll add really quick is I think. I actually do think Wilder has faster feet than your average heavyweight. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, I think that that subtle, like, sitting on the punch and shooting the right hand, that that little subtle kind of, you know, sit on the punch and shooting the right, I, I think I think legs are fine. I, I just don't – that's like saying, oh, Roger Mayweather lost to uh, Chavez because he had skinny legs. Like, I don't think his legs had anything to do with it. A lot of guys have big, thick legs and got their ass whooped by fury. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I, I won't. I won't discount that. So I want to get into our second segment as it relates to fact or fiction, and I'm going to start with you, D Style. 
Triller, this was a good move for Teofimo Lopez. Fact or fiction? Fiction, and we have the hindsight to prove it. I think it was it was a in hindsight it was a mistake. You know, it is what it is. You have to learn from the mistake and and, and move forward. I think fighters need to be wary of who wins these purse bids and 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 all that. And and I think sanctioning bodies needs to start collecting the money and holding it uh, for, from these networks, promoters, whoever is involved in trying to make these fights, so this shit doesn't happen. Um, and so I think I don't think anybody can argue that it was a good move at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, essentially, for those of you that don't know, uh, Triller has now walked away from this fight. Apparently, they've decided that they've lost enough money. Apparently, they've decided that they don't want to deal with the demands of uh, Gambosis. Um, They were trying to accommodate Teofimo for a while as well. You know, he didn't want to fight in Australia. Um, Now it seems like Gambosis didn't want to fight in the U.S. and have his kid born here um, and have to stay here after fighting for like an un- Told if you don't want to deal with fighters' demands and and some form of reasonable accommodation, like hey, he got you know COVID, so now you got to reschedule it, right? Then don't bid for the fights, right? I think this has shown us what promoters like who get a bad rap, by the way, like like Top Rank, Golden Boy, Matchroom, they put up with this all the time and they make it happen, right? They deliver at the end of the day. They don't come out and bitch to the public that these guys want. Like sometimes they do, right? Like you know, they vent a little bit, but like Aram Bar- does. Bob Aram definitely yeah. does, yeah. But he still gets a job done, though. You know. Yeah, it's starting to look like it. Kenny, good move. Teofimo going to Triller to fight Gambosis. You know, going to purse bid. Fact or fiction? Um, I'm gonna go with fact. Originally, it was a good move. Um, it was a place with the more money. It was independent from top rank and Bob Arum. Um, uh, nobody wanted, uh, uh, not nobody, uh, Bob Arum himself was saying that he wasn't going to put the money up for the fight. Um, so it was just a lot of, there was a lot of debate going on between top rank and T.O. Fimo at the time. Uh, and it was a potential for a shitload of money for, uh, paid by Triller and giving T.O. Fimo what he wanted pay-per-view uh with a lot of money um and it just happened to go south due to complications that we wouldn't regularly be dealing in life if life was regular right now but this pandemic and covid you know made it go south so yeah you know i'm, I'm gonna say that that i think it's a fact that it was it was originally a, a good move it just happened to go south it, it, with everything that happened to go go down you know it could have been great I'm going to agree with you. At the time, I thought it was a good move. Um, yeah. You know, in retrospect, we look back and it's been a total shit show. You know, exactly. I remember that we, uh, you know, uh, sparked a little bit of a debate with uh, Next Level Boxing Talk on YouTube, who came on to our channel once and kind of debated us about it and was supposed to come back and never did. Um, Probably will now, huh? <laughs> let's see if he does. Uh, next level, you know, I know, I know if I hit him up on Twitter, he always has something to say pro top rank. Um, I'm going to say fact, uh, because this was looking all great until Teofimo tested positive for COVID. You know, they had a like all-star cast of musical lineups ready to go. Supposed to take place in April, I believe originally, or was it before then? It's been canceled so many times. I think there's been like six or seven dates associated with this fight. Uh, but it was supposed to be in Florida. And like I said, it was supposed to be juxtaposed with all kind of musical acts. And then Teofimo caught COVID. And then after that, he didn't want to go fight in in Australia. And then after that, uh, you know, it was supposed to take place at the Garden. And then it didn't. And then after that, it was supposed to take place at Barclays and supposed to be paired with a versus battle. Shout out to versus, by the way. I, I've been finding them. Pretty entertaining. I like the one with Fat Joe and Ja Rule. Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down if you did, Kenny. Um, nah, that was pretty dope, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it just all went to, uh, as Mike Tyson would call it, oblivion. 
you know. Um, so here we are. Let me go to the next fact or fiction, though, and I'll start with you, Kenny, because you know, there's certain people there. They think that Bob Arum's some kind of a puppet master pulling strings behind the scenes, and that this was all a big plot. Kenny it was a big plot. They got Teofimo to test positive for COVID on purpose, and they stopped the fight. It was a fake test. Teo never stopped, tested positive for COVID. This is all a grand scheme to send the fight back to top rank. Now, people might say, oh, my Astro, you're crazy. How could you say such a thing? I didn't say it, bro. I've heard people with huge YouTube channels tell me this off the scene and allude to it on their own channels. Fact or fiction, Kenny, this was a big plan. Uh, he, he realized that t- Triller wasn't the place to be. Uncle Bob made that call. Tail test positive for COVID. They've just been rinsing and bleeding Triller Drive for as long as they can. And, uh, you know, it's all a big plan. Fact or fiction, Kenny? Big time fiction, bro. That's some extremely dumb shit. You know, top ranking Bob Arum. I mean, top ranking Bob Arum. Bob Arum and Teofimo weren't even uh, seeing eye to eye uh, when this whole thing was happening. Um, so, yeah, it, to me, it doesn't really add up and make sense. That's not the way business goes down. Uh, it sounds stupid, malicious, and personal. And, you know, the way typically business is handled is, you know, personal and business are separated, which doesn't always get followed. So I'm going to say it's fiction. Before I go to you uh, on this one, D-Style, I want to shout out Remy. Remy came in with the super chat. Appreciate that. He says, evening, no more notifications. Strange. I want everybody to do two things right now. Hit the like button. Hit that. Hit the notifications button. Hit that one, too. I need all of you to make sure you're getting these notifications. Uh, you know, I don't. I want to be on the good side of the YouTube algorithm. You know, Maestro's been keeping the political talk a little bit, you know, under the bubbles. I used to, like, get into the political stuff, and now I'm not doing that anymore. I learned my lesson, YouTube. Please let me on the algorithm. Uh, but D-Style. Fact or fiction, Teofimo Lopez is now under the control of Massa Bob Aram pulling the strings, got him to fake the COVID test, bring the fight back to top rank. What are your thoughts? Go. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Um, Occam's razor, ladies and gentlemen. All right? Just, just go with the simplest explanation, which me, which he didn't get vaccinated and he caught COVID. It's as simple as that. It's not that hard to believe. You know what I mean? Um, and that's that. Because guess what? Like the original rescheduling was done by Triller. Aram had nothing to do with that. Unless Aram did Aram convince Mayweather to come out of retirement simply to fight on the weekend that Teofimo Lopez can fight Combosis just so it could force Triller to, you know, cancel the fight. And then, and the, and then they did the whole, you know, COVID thing. Was he pulling a strings or something? Like, like you guys got to, you know, come on now. Fiction. Not true. Right. It belongs in a section with like other fictional books. But the ones you all read and claim is a word of God, but that's a different story. <laughs> I agree with you on all counts yeah. on that one, fam. I know exactly what you mean. I know Kenny does as well. We're all pretty much on the same page there. Look, I got to agree. It's fiction, guys. And I, honestly, we need to just stop it on YouTube. I don't even mean we as in the people on this panel, but I mean the collective we in the YouTube boxing community. Uh Guys, these are fighters. They train to fight. They want to fight. They want to earn money to fight. Nobody's out here faking COVID tests, okay? Nobody's doing that. People want to fight. They want to get their money. And at the end of the day, Teofimo Lopez is about to make way less money no, now. But, but, but Maestro, you don't understand, huh? okay? The okay. only legitimate COVID, positive COVIDs are from PBC fighters. Everyone else is faking it, Okay. I'm just saying, because every, whether you want to call it promotion, app, network, every single one of them have dealt with cancellations due to COVID. But the only legitimate ones are the ones from PPC. Just, just so you know, I don't know if you knew that. You know what I mean? No, I just I, want to you know, give you the FYI right there. You know what I mean? 
No, I, I, I hear you. And um, New Media Today, USA Boxing, my brother Coach Malachi, he's in the chat. I know he's been talking about this for a while. You know, the PBC fanboys, you know, the letter boys, whatever you want to call them, they seem to like to, you know, propagate these rumors uh, against various fighters that are not associated with them. But it seems like when a PBC fighter tests positive, you know, it's crickets. You know, nobody's talking about it. But uh, I want to get back to the fights. And let's finish this up here by talking actual boxing and kind of the X's and O's. I want to talk Sugar Hill versus Malik Scott. Uh, Diesel, let me know, who do you think uh, brings more to the table as a trainer? Uh, I know this is a freestyle. I know I'm just throwing this at you. But who do you think brings more to what? To, to the table as a trainer um, and, and why? Well, before I answer the question, that always depends on the relationship in which the trainer has with the fighter and how receptive the fighter is to the trainer. Okay. And, and, and even if they are receptive, how effective the training methods of that trainer is because a fighter could be receptive to horrible information, right? And it could all fall on the trainer. So we will see. Right. What I do know is what I have proof of, what I've already witnessed, what I've already I have data on Sugar Hill. Right. Sugar Hill, of course, uh, comes from the rich kind of uh, teaching uh, the, the lessons of the crunk. Right. He, he has that philosophy that he carries with him that's instilled in him. Right. And we know that that he just has that great relationship with Tyson Fury that translates to the ring. OK. Because, look, I get it. Okay, oh, but look, Wilder's dancing, you know, in training camp. So that means he's got great chemistry because, look, he's dancing with his trainer, Malik Scott. Well, that's not the type of chemistry I give a fuck about, right? Uh, At the end of the day, y'all want to go to the club and dance with each other? Go ahead, by all means. But what matters is how it's going to translate in the ring. And I have data. I have proof of Sugar Hill, you know, and and, and that's that, Uh, Malik Scott has never been the head trainer of a heavyweight title fight. It's never happened. So we'll see. So I'm going to have to go with Sugar Sugar Hill. You know what I mean? Yep. Kenny, what are your thoughts? Sugar Hill, Malik Scott. I couldn't have said it better than D-Style. The proof is in the pudding. And, yeah, uh, Sugar Hill is a proven trainer. Malik Scott is the ex-fighter. There we have it. Hey, but 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 he's got Wilder dancing though. You see those moves? Like he's having fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know how you know uh, effective that is. Oh, that's a two-time dance. Hmm. The two-time <laughs> dance. You see the two-time dance? Well, yeah, I did. But check this out, bro. Because this is what I think of when I think of what's going on in the Deontay Wilder camp. I'm just gonna. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Thank you. King shit. So I'm gonna run that back again in case you missed it. <laughs> the royal penis is clean, your highness. Thank you. King shit. <laughs> yeah, mother. And for those of you that don't know, that is Ludacris, uh, who I consider a pretty underrated uh, rapper. Uh, he doesn't really get his flowers these days as I think he should. He 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 had some bangers, bro. Uh, Ludacris used to bring the thunder back in the day. That was the coming to America song, you know, the royal penis. Is but come on, you can't ignore the fact that Malik Scott's got Wilder having fun, dancing, you know what I mean, doing a two-time ah. champ dance, you know what I mean? Two-time, two-time, that's right, you know what I mean? He got him away from the twerking, he just got him, you know, just moving like this, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a <laughs> <Man>. positive. <laughs> and we've got, we've got exclusive, uh, Audio of, of Malik Scott in the Wilder camp. The royal oh. penis is clean, your highness. Thank you. King shit. And there you go. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Now, look, let's keep let's get back to the serious. Javon Sugar Hill, okay? It ain't just about what he did with Tyson Fury in six weeks, which was pretty good, all right? Um, what he did in terms of converting uh, – him into a front foot, come forward, 
you know, action fighter. Let's not forget Tyson Fury was a big dude. He used to box on his toes and move around the ring and slip and slide and dodge punches. He went right at Fury in the third, sorry, the second fight. And that was Javon Sugar Hill. That's what, that's what uh, Tyson Fury hired him to do. And the reason he did that is because when he was a young man, I believe a teenager, he went to the Kronk gym. Uh, he studied under the tutelage of Manuel Stewart. And Sugar Hill comes out of that school, just as Jonathan Banks does. And again, it's not just Tyson Fury, okay? He's trained Cornelius Bundridge. He's trained Ruslan Chagaev. He's trained uh, Anthony Durrell. He's trained Adonis Stevenson in multiple title fights. This is a guy who's got a pedigree and who's already shown that he's ready, war-ready, that is, as a trainer. Uh, Plus, the ability to insert an egg weight in a horse or glove and for us not to detect it, that is amazing. You know what I mean? That's some magician-type shit. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry, G-Funky, go ahead. (laughs) G-Funky, not sure how long you've been on. Were you here for the fact and fiction component in the chat? I was listening to that. Uh, that was brilliant stuff. <laughs> okay. Any any disagreement with Kenny, uh, with D-Style, or with me? No, no no disagreements at all here. We know that this is all BS. Um, there's no proof, no nothing. And, you know, the funny thing about this whole thing is... No nothing? I remember, I remember listening to months and months and, and now almost a year and a half of videos about... Tyson Fury cheating and how they have real proof. And then they say things like this. Well, you know, when Wilder beats him in the third fight, he's going to bring the real proof. So I guess this whole year and a half was just bullshit, right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> you telling on I yourself. I kind of feel man. like he should just put a fucking egg weight in the glove. They're going to accuse him of it anyway, right? <laughs> you know, like, just, just fucking just put the egg weight in the glove. Like, fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then just uh, just let them do it, just so they could know what it actually looks like. Just letting someone do it, right? Because this idea, like, and they let them get away with it. Like they were supposed to remove an imaginary, like, egg weight from his glove to prove to you that he didn't cheat. Well, they just let him do it, just so you could actually know what it looks like, right? Although I have a feeling like Fury would break his hand if he did it. If I wouldn't win the fight, but that's a different story. 100 he would 100 percent break his hand i mean he's got a glove with no horse hair in it no, but you guys are ignoring the two-time champ dance though like i'm just saying you know what i mean like i i think i can choose my pick you know Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that, 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 that would that would be funny uh somebody said something very funny run pmc shout out to run pmc he says fury should have them on the table in the locker room um yeah that would be funny absolutely so uh, G-Funky, chime in for a minute, though, or a second or so, or a few seconds, on the Malik Scott versus Javon Sugar Hill um, as, as trainers. Well, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to go with Sugar Hill. Uh, the experience, uh, championship experience also. Uh, Malik Scott, who's this is, I believe, his first time being a head trainer in a camp. I know they, that they've said that he's always been in the camp. Um but this is his first time being the, the guy in charge. So obviously you got to give a huge edge to uh, Sugar Hill in this matchup. Um, there's still a lot to be proven with Malik Scott. And he's taken on a hell of a challenge in his first fight, uh, becoming a head trainer. So obviously you got to go crunk Jim here. Easy, easy over uh, Malik Scott. Awesome. Now, I want you to talk about something, G-Funkies. I know you have hard views on this, as I do, um, this whole ducking thing in boxing. I'm seeing a couple names coming quack, up. there being called ducks. There you go. Um, <laughs> the first is... This segment is brought to you by Aflac, by the way, just letting everybody know. <laughs> so, yeah, salute to Aflac. Give me some free insurance. Uh, Gambosis is a duck, says the boxing historian. Oh, man. Look, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about that um, over on HCP as we're uncensored here in a few minutes. Um, I don't believe that. I just don't. Give us a Um, preview, bro. Give us a preview right here. HCP's war. Well, I'll say this, man, as far as, uh, you know, him asking for money, more money and stuff like that. I don't honestly, I do not blame him. 
Triller has been an absolute abomination during this promotion here. And the things that they have said uh, leading up to this uh, whole thing of them pulling out of the fight, I mean, it's it's a shit show, man. But no, I don't. I do not believe he's he's a duck. No, I don't. I don't think he's a duck either. And I'll tell you why, Brian. And I respect your views a lot. I just don't agree with you on this one. Um, he came to the United States. He trained his ass off to fight over here. He brought his training camp here. He continued to train out of Florida. Teofimo caught COVID, and he flew his ass back home. Right? He wasn't going to stay over here. Uh, there was no reason I felt, I know Kenny, you can talk about this, but that, that Teofimo Lopez shouldn't have gone to fight him in Australia. Teofimo refused to do it. And then, uh, they wanted, uh, him to go all the way back to the United States, which he was willing to do, but then they couldn't give him a specific fight date. You know, as you guys know, fighters need to peak. There's a big difference between peaking on one day and peaking two or three weeks later. Uh, it was at Madison Square Garden on one day, then it was at Madison Square Garden on another day, and then all of a sudden it was supposed to take place a few weeks later in Brooklyn at the Barclays. I mean, guys, get serious here. Are you going to fight or are we not going to fight? Put my, uh, my put my bread in escrow. Put oh, it in escrow. Oh, oh. maestro. By the way, Triller, like, demanding the money back that the IBF is holding? Good fucking luck. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Good luck convincing the judge, okay? To Seriously. get that money back. You bid on the fight, and guess what? I honestly think um, if the fight's going to go to match room, they're going to play with your money, Triller. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, Kenny, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the Gambosis wanting the fight to take place in Australia where the, he had some? there was some guaranteed money on the line and Teofimo not wanting to go over there? Well, I mean, if it was going to increase the, 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 the purse for both fighters or just increase the outcome of, of money that could be made, uh, I think that Teofimo Lopez should definitely ha- should definitely have gone over there and had the fight over there. Um, I don't see that as a negative. I see that as a win-win, right? You get more money and a potential chance to steal some fans and make a man look bad in his own uh, country, right? Um, but that's if the money was better, which again, I don't, I don't look into contracts and details. I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. So I don't know if the money was better. You know, I care about the fighting. And uh, I think that the fight would have been great whether it would have taken place in the U.S. or in Australia. The fight would have been the same fight because this training would have been, they would have both gone hard in their training. Their shit talking would have been the same. The fight would have been just as great in either place. They it would just be upside be, down, right? The fight? Like they'll be fighting yeah. upside down like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, with, I agree with you, Kenny. We, we talked about that because we had Teofimo Sr. on, and they were talking about going over there to fight. For a lot of money so when the opportunity came again we were like well you said you would go over there so let's do it you know so you know we we've been pretty consistent with with uh this whole situation but we're definitely going to dig into that a little bit before we get into this whole 100 thing 100 <laughs> and guys it's hcp is war it's mano a mano live with kenny t followed by HCP Uncensored hosted on G Funky Box with the one and only El Capitan del H.C. The quarterback, Mr. D Style Boxing. We are about to wrap up here. Make sure you hit the link in the chat. G Funky's dropped it. Make sure you click it. I want to see all of you over there for our numero dos. Laura. Numero dos here on HCP. Kenny, it's been a great show as always. Any last thoughts as we close up out of here? I cannot wait to see this fight on Saturday. I just hope that it's not like a 30-second fight that we actually get at least three rounds, at least three. I agree with you, Kenny. I want to see this fight taking place. I want to see all of you here live on Metro Boxing. We're going to be doing the live watch along, the blow by blows right here on this channel. Make sure you tune in Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's here on this channel. Hopefully, Kenny, if you're free, you can call in on the cell phone. You can join us live here as you usually do on Mano on Mano Live. I want to thank everybody that was here with us. Special thanks to the boxing historian, Nando. 
uh, Run PMC. I want to thank Gary, who was here with us. I want to thank G Funky Boxing. Go check him out. Andre Rodriguez was here. Fidel, Fidel Martinez was in the house. Uh, King KO, HLD, everybody, pugilism, Aryan Yuda. You were here. Remy was here. I want to thank everybody. Too many people have mentioned. Thank you for tuning in with us live. That is it for me, for Kenny T. Thank you so much, Kenny. We'll see you again soon. Want to give a big shout out to everybody again. And thank you for tuning in right here on Monday night. Check out HCP is War continues on G Funky Boxing. It is HCP Uncensored. Take care. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're gonna dig this. The Mice of Fist hits the bag. One, two, and comes back. Single fist here. You hear that beat? Think outside the box and be your ex on top of them cocking and sending back to the corner for oxygen. Yes. Golden gloves, I know myself. Rolling. I know the game. It's not a game. I know the ring. I want the belt. Finding the rhythm and hit him, split him and touch him and tip him. Hit that six pack, hit that hit jack. Hop up at the bro, making him fall down, break them all down. Switch stand, hit the toe, then the hands, give him some more. Now Muhammad Ali, anomaly, a maid, weather, pocky out, prodigy, and miss the fist. This, this, S2, hot rock, think out the box. You know I got the rock, speak back. That would be a little rough.